Come on, guys. We turned out okay. The Modern Parent's Guide to Old School Parenting. I want to hang upside down from the swing set. Welcome to We Turned Out Okay with host Karen Locke Cole. And now, here's your host, Karen Locke Cole. Hello, and welcome to We Turned Out Okay. This is episode 251 of the show, where we're always working to help you change your child's behavior from bad to good, feel happy inside, and truly enjoy the time you spend with your young child. This is a Your Child Explained episode today, which means that we're going to dig into the minds of our kids and see what's going on in there. And I'm doing it in a way I'm really excited about. We have, I've got a We Turned Out Okay Facebook group, and it's almost at 100 people. There's almost 100 members of it now, which is just, I don't know, awesome, awesome and exciting. And um, we, we, one of the Facebook members asked a really great question recently. And um, not only that, but a bunch of other Facebook members, Facebook group members jumped in and responded. And so I'm going to share, I'm going to read the question, I'm going to share their responses. And then after the break, I'm going to share my advice uh, as well, so that you get the benefits of, um, a bunch of different perspectives. And, and I'm just, I don't know, so, so thankful. Uh, I know we're coming up onto Thanksgiving. So I guess it's a good time to be thankful. But I am I'm super grateful that, um, first of all, for this mom for asking, and then second of all, for other people for sharing their their thoughts as well. And I should say that uh, embedded in this post, the show notes for today's episode is a video that I made. Um, I, I do every Monday in our Facebook group, I do a what's called a Magic Words for Kids Facebook Live. And I, I try to make it something that, that has a, a, a word or a quick phrase that you can take into your parenting week. And I had already planned on this one that was going to be about um, getting good manners at the table, you know, getting like good, good table behavior, particularly in large gatherings, like a lot of you might be seeing in, in upcoming weeks, <laughs> particularly Thanksgiving, and then also at the end of the year holidays as well. And um, when this member of our Facebook group asked this question, I was like, okay, I'm going to jump right in here and also... Um, answer it there. And I do that. She is uh, somebody that I work with closely. Like, so the podcast is free for everybody, right? But then um, some people pay for my, um, my help. I call it parent coaching. And um, I have a, I have a ninja parenting group. That is my, um, that's what I call the name of our, our parenting, our parenting community. I call it the ninja parenting community. And then uh, this particular parent is working with me in a, in a different capacity. She is, um, on a, on a different level, even than the ninja parenting community. So, um, I, I guess I feel like I, when, when somebody that I'm working with that closely asks a question, I'm going to try and get them an answer like as soon as possible. Uh, sometimes I'll go back and think on my, on my answers. Right. But I will, I will always want to, um, give them really, really good value. And I thought, here's a way I can give her really good value. And I can also get it to the people in the Facebook group. And then when others started responding in this wonderful, wonderful way, I was like, okay, now this is going to the podcast. This is something big. And um, so, so without further ado, here is the question from our Facebook group member. Okay. 
It is. Consequence question for you. If we are at a park in a grassy area, like 20 feet away from the fence or river and far away from the road, so not in imminent danger, he's just farther away than I would like him. And this little boy is, I believe, three. And I ask him to stop running and he doesn't stop. Is holding hands a reasonable consequence or would you leave the park for that? I did warn that if he didn't stop when I said stop, we would need to hold hands. Running off or running when he's allowed to run but will not stop when asked, especially in large open areas like at parks, is still very much a challenge here and trying to figure out where and how to set limits. He's doing pretty well at holding hands on sidewalks and staying in bounds at playgrounds with a clear visual reminder like a low wall. So, um, so it sounds like within lots of great parameters. Uh, if I'm remembering correctly, this little guy just turned three, so he's a real young three. Um, and for somebody, for, for a kid at that age, um, think of all the overrides to your impulse control when you've just turned three and there's a playground with a large field. Um, how, how difficult that must be to like stop when, when your um, guardian, when your parent says stop, right? And so um, I'm just going to get into some of the responses that, that people had because they were amazing. Um, so, uh, so the first one is from uh, our member Jennifer, our Facebook group member. And she says, we had a wonderful nanny who used playtime to teach my girls the red light, green light game. It was pure gameplay with full engagement with their grown-up, and of course they loved it. She played it with them several times for fun, lots of praise and laughing, and then when she trusted that they would stop, she started using it for outings. If you want to go play in that grassy area, you must stop immediately when I say red light. Understood? Good. Green light. The consequence, if they don't listen, is a shorter verbal leash. And if they still don't listen, they move the playtime to a more contained space, make them hold the shopping cart, stay in the stroller, etc. until they can be trusted. And I love this so much because what you're doing is you are playing a game. First of all, kids love games. And so you're playing a game. But within that game is a really clear commandment for your child to internalize and learn and... Um, and it's still fun. I mean, it's it's still really fun. Um, it's making me think, uh, this is an aside, but it's making me think of, I have an aunt who um, taught her kids to call them mummyo and daddyo <laughs> when they were lost. Or, you know, if they got separated in the grocery store or something like that. And and her reasoning was no one, you know, every kid is, is yelling mummy, right? Um, I want my mummy when they're lost. But how many kids are, are saying, I want my mummyo? <laughs> So that um, she could hear them, she could distinguish. And um, I, I don't know, I just, I thought that was rather clever in the same way that this is. It's like a go round. You're not just sort of instituting a serious and important rule. You're making a game of it. And if they go out of bounds, just like in any good game, when you go out of bounds, there's consequences to that. Um, so if you don't listen, then you end up with a shorter verbal leash, meaning you cannot go all the way out to that field now. You can't. You can't do that because you broke the rules. So come back here. Show me that you've got the rules really well, well internalized. Show me that you can be, in Jen's word, trusted. And then you can, you can, you can have that longer release again, right? Um, I also love the idea of moving the playtime to a more contained space. Uh, if you are, 
at a playground or something, maybe this means that that they need to come and play by you until until they can tell you, I can be trusted, I will, I will do this. Um, so there was one. And in fact, what I wrote was, OMG, that is the best advice. <laughs> Jen's nanny has it right. Thank you, Jen, for sharing. And then um, the, another one that I really loved was Maria. We have another Facebook group member named Maria. And she wrote, I did the same thing, except we play the game freeze. When I say freeze, she stops, often in a silly pose. We play it like red light, green light with running and, and do freeze dance parties to practice indoors too. It works in public most of the time now, so we don't need further consequences. But if we do, she has to hold hands or stay closer. Uh, again, really, really great advice. Um, freeze is another. This is an, a great example of like, we parents, you listener, you listening, you are so clever and smart. And, um, and just like the, you know, the people in our Facebook group, we like when, when we have an issue, um, we can come up with an answer. It's, it's, it's a question of like giving ourselves that space. I feel like not, um, not necessarily, uh, what's the word? Not falling back on our factory defaults. So if we were, um, as a kid, if we were smacked because we went out of bounds or, or we got a spanking or we got a, a serious yelling, you know, or scolding, something like that, um, it, it can be really instinctive in us to turn around and do that to our kids. But it's not, it's not, it's not the best way. It's not the most effective way. It may be the way that feels best because it's a maybe what we were raised with and b um what we see often uh but but i think of that as kind of going negative and we don't have to go negative as these as these facebook group uh people have shown we we can totally make this a game and then um within the game we can we can use those kind of commands and rules to help um with this extremely scary problem of kids running off. Right. And, um, so I just, I'm so excited about this, that, that, um, our Facebook group member who asked this question, her name's Nora. Hi, Nora. Um, that she got to get an answer. So I also had an answer for her and, um, I, um, I think what I'm going to do is go to break right now. And then after the break, I will get back into um, my thoughts on the, on this, uh, which are, which run in a very similar vein, but I think it's a little more, oh, I don't know, a little more structured, a little more <laughs> child development expert-y. Um, not to take away from these because they're amazing. I, I just think that I can add a little bit more. So stay tuned because after the break, you'll get to hear about that. Hello and welcome to the break for episode 251. Today is all about some really cool things that have been happening in the Facebook group and I will get you right back to that, the We Turned Out Okay Facebook group. That's what it's all about. But before I do, I just want to tell you some of what's going on in the We Turned Out Okay universe. Uh, I do not have corporate sponsorship. I don't accept corporate sponsors on the show. I've been approached and I've always said no thanks because I want it to be kind of, um, I don't know, I like staying in here in the We Turned Out Okay universe and I hope you do too. I'm going to share about some cool free stuff that is going on um, and I'm also going to give you an update on the book. That's what's going to really you know, going to be the subject of this break here. So the free stuff first, um, both the magic words for parents 
and the YouTube video that I embed into the post are are the same this week. They happen to be the same because um, it was just such a great Facebook Live that I thought, I you know, this would be actually not only was it such a great Facebook Live, but one of the I do the I do the Magic Word for Parents Facebook Lives in our free again free we turned out okay Facebook group and when I did this one one of the parents who is a member got in there and said can I please share this with my parenting group and I was like sure so I basically downloaded that video from Facebook and uploaded it into YouTube and um that made it so that I could get her a link to it, but it also made it so that I could embed it in this week's post. So if you go to weturnedoutok.com slash 251, you'll get to see this Magic Words for Parents video as well. And it's 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 twofold. It's on good manners at the table, because we do have this big special meal coming up soon. And um, but it's also for every day. But especially I think you'll enjoy it if you've got some trepidation around like visiting with family with your toddler or your young child who you you just don't really know how they're going to act. <laughs> and then the other thing is I addressed uh, the the issue that a coaching client was having, which that's really the bulk of this episode. So if you want more, if you want more on like how to stop a runner at the playground, um, so a kid who's going to run away from you at the playground or something like that, definitely keep listening because that's what we're, we're addressing. But I do talk about both of those things in this video. So you can go to the notes for this post um, or you can just go rewatch in the Facebook group if you want. You can also find it at my YouTube channel. I've, I've got links to all those in the episode po- notes for this post. I don't want to keep uh, harping on that. But anyway, that's what that's what the Magic Words for Parents and the YouTube live uh, YouTube video is for this week. And then the next thing I want to talk about in the break is something I'm so excited about. You've been hearing about this for, for weeks if you've been a listener. Um, and if you're new, I have a book coming out. And it's coming out in just a few weeks. And um, I have been working so hard <laughs> to, to make this happen. Um, you sort of like I did write a book a couple years ago, and you forget about all the all the finishing details that you've got to make happen with a book. So I had really wanted to get this out to the world by November the 27th, which is a, which is the Tuesday coming up in just a few weeks, um, the one after Thanksgiving. But instead, what I've decided is it will be available for Ninja Parenting community members at that point. So um, you'll be able to get it in ebook format. If you become a member of the Ninja Parenting community, you can get this in ebook format and you can read it like today. Well, sorry, not today because it's not the 27th of November yet, but it will be up either on the 27th of November or even before. It just depends on when I get the um, the final draft back um, in order to be able to manipulate it and put it up onto the onto the World Wide Web. In this case, just in the forums. It's only going to be in the forums for that first week. And then on December 4th, that is when I am unleashing it on the world. Um, it's called 10 Secrets Happy Parents Know. And it's all about how to get good behavior from your child, how to stop the chaos at home. And then when you've figured that out, what do you do next? So it's all about those um, compelling questions for parents. And I, ha- as I said, I've been working really hard on it. I'm really proud of it. Uh, the people who have 
been advanced readers have have given me lots of great feedback. I'm so grateful to them and also who have um, gotten something out of it. So uh, so already gotten something out of it. That's kind of how I knew I was on the right track. So that's coming up just a few weeks. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited about it. Um, and then coming up just later this week. So if you're listening in real time, this is a Tuesday and on Thursday, November the 15th, I am teaching a free online parenting class. It is called potty training, when to potty train, how to potty train is what it's called. And you can go, you click the link here um, and go to the show notes for details on that. And there's a button that you can click to sign up. And what will happen is you'll sign up for the class and I will send you a link in your email when it is starting. And then I will send you the replay link as well, because I want to um, give you the chance if you don't get the chance to watch it live, it's still really worthwhile signing up because you'll be able to watch the replay. And um, I think there's going to be lots of good information. It's three ways to know whether your child is ready or not for potty training. And then three ways to actually potty train, like to, to know how to do it, to approach it. So so that's what's uh, that's what's going on in the We Turned Out Okay universe. Thank you so much for listening to this break. Uh, and also thank you for sharing the show if you get something out of it for um for yourself if you think that you know you've got a friend uh that you could just email or or let know text maybe um this episode hopefully they they will find it helpful as well uh and thank you also for subscribing to the show um that's how you can get things like i've got a, a special bonus episode actually that's coming up very soon just just in i don't want to give too much away but just in a week or so i'm i'm planning an episode to help you uh with a with a significant day that is that is coming up next week. And um, so be on the lookout for that. You can subscribe. And that's how you'll get that dropped right into your your inbox so that you can listen right away. And also, thank you so much for the rave reviews. This this podcast, you know, I do it out of my home. I do it with I've got a lot of expertise. But um, when I get good reviews when somebody shares that the show has has meant a lot to them or or specifically what what it's been helpful with um i i just i just can't thank you enough for that um it is also how the show gets how apple podcast specifically knows to put the show in front of other people who might benefit from it so um so it's twofold you're you're helping me know that i'm on the right track and and giving me encouragement to continue with this but you're also um helping it get in front of other people so thank you thank you thank you for for all of that all right without further ado let's get back to this episode okay I am now going to read all about, uh, no, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm not going to reread the question. I'm going to, I'm going to share my ideas for, for this mom who asked this question about running, what happened, what she should do when her son runs away, um, particularly in a park. And, uh, I, you know what? I will read the question over because, um, I don't know about you, but I listen. I listened to a break like, like the kind that I offer, which isn't so much a, a commercial, you know, it's not an ad for other, for other products, but instead, um, I don't know, there's stuff in there that I like, I like to think on. So it may be for you too, that when you come back from a break, you're kind of like, okay, what were we talking about again? So let me read this question again, and then I will share my answers for, um, for this Facebook group member. So she, she wrote consequence question for you. If we're at a park in a grassy area, um, and he's not in imminent danger, her three-year-old, but just further away than I would like him. And I ask him to stop running and he doesn't stop. 
Is holding hands a reasonable consequence or would you leave the park for that? I did warn that if he didn't stop, I said, when I said stop, that we would need to hold hands. And the other part of this is, she says, running off or running when he's allowed to run but won't stop when asked, especially in a large open area like at a park, is still very much a challenge here and trying to figure out where and how to set limits. He's doing pretty well at holding hands on sidewalks and staying in bounds at the playground as long as the playground has a clear visual reminder like a low wall. So um, I love that. Lots of lots of good information in there. And the first thing I, I wrote down is that uh, if your child is accepting these limits, uh, staying within, even sometimes staying in bounds, acknowledging a low wall, you know, a clear visual reminder, um, holding hands on sidewalk, stuff like that, celebrate that so much because it's not every, every, you know, just three-year-old or even four-year-old or even five-year-old who can do that, who has the impulse control and who um, is, is, staying in bounds, I guess. So so the first step is like when he does something like that, just like, I don't know, give yourself a pat on the back because that's really super special. And um it 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 happens it'll happen more and more frequently as uh as your child grows and it'll happen more and more frequently as you are consistently setting limits that work and um especially like we were talking about before the break, if they're positive and fun um, if they if they revert back to a game, uh, I'm thinking now of when my brother's kids, when my nephews were young. Um, I think a lot of a lot of parents would. So they had two incredibly active kids. These are still really super active kids, but now they're teenagers, and that's all right. It's awesome actually. Um, but they were really they got really frightened when they're younger, when they're when their kids when they were younger would do things like oh somersault down the stairs, or um, you know, just, just they use, use a climbing structure to its umpteenth, you know, ability to its ultimate height when they were like three or four. I mean, it can be really, really scary. And, and they didn't, they wanted to encourage safety. Um, they didn't want to say, I, I think every parent wants to encourage safety, right? They didn't, but they didn't want to say, oh, don't do that because they knew that their kids would do it anyway. <laughs> So they they decided that rather rather than make a rule, you know, no somersaulting down the stairs, what they literally did was they taught their kids how to somersault down the stairs. And I can remember being there one time and when my brother shouted, Jonathan, tuck your chin <laughs> as Jonathan was making his way down the stairs, um, rolling, you know, head over heels. And um, I think that it's such a celebratory attitude and it expands your child's universe when you can teach them how to do something that uh, that on the surface feels like a really scary thing to do. So climbing trees is another really good example. Um, we, as homeschoolers, we were at the park oftentimes when, um, when like most kids were in school. So what, what would happen is I'd be there with my, I don't know, nine-year-old and and uh, what's four minus, what's nine minus four, nine-year-old and five-year-old, and um, a lot of us with slightly older kids, so elementary school-age kids, and a lot of those kids, not necessarily mine, but a lot of those kids were really interested in climbing trees, and you could see some of the uh, parents of the younger kids, so the younger kids were really drawn to that. They would, they would like, look at a, a you know, a 12-year-old like 20 feet up in a tree and they'd be like, oh my God, I want to do that. So they'd start climbing. Now your average three-year-old is not getting very far, right? Um, But 
rather than let the the kids figure that out themselves, a lot of times what I saw, and it just made me feel so sad, is the parents would be like, oh, you know, don't do that. And they would pull them away. Like they wouldn't even let them try. And um, and it just made me feel really, really sad. So, so if you've got a three-year-old who is very into something that, that, you can't even imagine them doing. I mean, what what three-year-old is really going to be able to climb a tree? You need to be taller, just even taller to um, to reach the branches that that, that are going to work. But if you squash that impulse, um, th- well, first of all, if you squash it, I think what you'll end up with is a kid who uh, maybe will try that again, but when you're not looking. So that could be dangerous, right? Um, and second of all, you may you may squash something really exciting and creative in in your child. Um, I think definitely safety is a concern, right? So you don't want to, what I would, what I would suggest is that you never uh, put your child, like there was a rule at our preschool that we didn't have any trees to climb, but there was a rule that at our preschool that um, if, if you wanted to get up to the top, you know, you had to climb yourself. We wouldn't put you up there because then how would we know that you could get yourself back down, you know? So um, if kids wanted help coming down, because sometimes that is a little bit scarier for a kid, um, we would we would be there to help and encourage. And, um, you know, maybe for especially for, for kids who were really unsure, we'd help them, uh, you know, move their feet to a place or... or um, I think one of the things that we wanted to, wanted to make sure that they could do, though, was to know that they they could get either get themselves down or they could climb back up and go off of another area of the of the playscape, right? But we didn't we wanted to discourage a kid uh, depending on us to get them down. So um, that's a I guess that's another area of safety. So I've gone off on a little bit of a tangent here, but it seemed important. So I, I hope you take something from it. Um, so after you have celebrated the times when when your young child is listening and is is within your limits, um, I think the next thing that I would think about is choosing a consequence that makes sense. So if your child is um, does something egregious, like if your child uh, hits somebody, pushes somebody, um, uh, you know, does something that you that is just not allowed. Period. End of story. I would um, bring that child, if you if you can, I might consider actually leaving the park, but you need to make that decision for yourself. If you, if leaving the park isn't going to work for you, um, I would say, you need, you know, that's not safe. You know, you've hurt, you've hurt your friend's feelings, something like that. Um, and you need to come and sit with me until you can tell me that, that you won't do that again. So, so trying to always encourage verbal, um, verbalness as much as possible in your child, even if it's, even if it's disjointed, even if it's in very childish language for your child to be able to say back to you, I won't hit or something like that. To me, that when they're calm enough to do it, of course, it's got to be in a very calm voice. It can't be an angry, I won't hit. You know, it can't be something like that. It has to be very calm and settled. When they can do that, I feel like then you can say, all right, um, but if you do that again, we're leaving the park or some consequence, right? Um, so Nora references wondering if holding hands was the right 
consequence if we look at it in this way. And um, I think it certainly can be. It can be a great consequence. I need to know that you're safe. So come here and hold my hand. When you can tell me I will be safe, then uh, and, and I know you're not going to run away from me, um, then, you know, then then you don't have to hold my hand anymore right now. But I feel like one of the concerns I have is if if we make too often holding hands a consequence of a negative behavior, then what we might end up with is a kid who doesn't ever want to hold hands. And we don't want that. Like holding hands, first of all, feels good. It's special. It's fun. Um, but second of all, it's a way to keep kids safe on things like sidewalks and um, and and other places like we need our kids to not mind holding our hands or or tolerate holding hands um, as much as possible so that we can keep them safe when, you know, when we need to. And if we say, okay, come here and hold my hand as a, as a kind of punishment, as a disciplinary measure, what we could end up with is a kid who associates holding hands with discipline. And, and we, we don't necessarily want that. We want it to be about keeping safe. So, um, so if you, if it's your consequence, that's fine. But don't make it like, well, you broke the rules. Now you have to come and hold my hand. Make it like, oh, I need to keep you safe. Come here and hold my hand until you can say, I won't run away. I will be safe. Something like that. Um, so that you, you've you got a good sense that your child will, will stay within the rules. And... Um, I think this is this is really good to use kind of in conjunction actually with some of the games that that our Facebook We Turned Out Okay Facebook members talked about uh, because um, there are going to be times where I think re- yelling red light or yelling freeze is awesome, uh, but if you're going to go right from that into like oh now you're now you're in trouble come hold my hand or um, probably not that but now you're in trouble come and sit um, sometimes it's good to to have that. To be able to say, uh, not you're in trouble, but like you, you, you know, you're not being safe. So come over here and sit. So sometimes it's good to have a little bit of a serious like next level to to go to. So if um, if playing the game is DEFCON one, and then using the red light or the freeze in in situations which are which are um, establishing boundaries and stuff like that, setting limits. Uh, that's DEFCON 2, um, disobeying those limits and then and then needing a consequence. Maybe maybe this is considered, we could consider this DEFCON 3 and it could be, oh, come over here. I need you to be safe. Um, and and you when you tell me I will be safe, when you tell me I won't run away, um, then you can then you can keep playing. So um, so <clears throat> that's for I started off talking about egregious disciplinary kind of strategies. And so when something's egregious, uh, there needs to be an immediate consequence. And you also need to be able to say right in that moment, if you do this again, we are leaving the park or, or, you know, we're all done for today or something like that. And then you can, when they do it again, if they do it again, um, you can say, you can say, oh, we are done. We're leaving the park. Now I say that and I think, it's really important to establish those boundaries. The other thing I would say, though, is I just had a fantastic um, conversation with a woman named Dr. Laura Markham. She runs the website AHA Parenting. She's got a book called Peaceful Parents, uh, Happy Kids, and a couple of other books as well. And um, I really was moved by our conversation. And I, I won't, it's coming up in December. Um, 
I actually ninja parents I am I'm going to we have a live members only call uh next week as I'm recording this so actually this week when it's when it's going live um so I think it's Tuesday night or Wednesday night we're going to have a call and I'm going to tell I'm going to share a little bit more about what Dr. Laura uh, had to say but I wanted to say right now um this way of uh Get, like getting control at a playground or at a park or when something really egregious happens. Um, Dr. Laura reminds us that there are other really important um, things to take into consideration when your child hits somebody or something like that. And, um, and she talks about how, uh, and she's absolutely right. So I'm trying to kind of incorporate this into my, into my thinking because I think, there's a way to there's a way to um there's a way to incorporate both sets of skills so on the one hand when your child hurts somebody else you you immediately you you don't pay attention to that your child right you pay attention to the victim and you make sure that they're okay and um and first of all that takes the attention off your child so if they were just doing it for attention right but then the other thing is um when you are talking to your child if you're like Oh, um, like Dr. Laura actually takes us through this incredible like conversation that you can have with your child um, in which you're establishing, like you're acknowledging your child's feelings. You're not just sort of punishing them. You're not saying, oh, you're in big trouble because you hit this other, like what you're not setting yourself up as an adversary. So um, I think when something like this happens, particularly if it's out at the playground, we don't want to set ourselves up as adversaries. And and so even if it's egregious, we don't want to yell. We don't want them to feel like they're in trouble. We want to make sure that we pay attention to the person that got hurt. And then we want to bring our child somewhere away uh, as, as our Facebook group member mentioned, um, getting them into, you know, keep confining them to a smaller area, something like that. Um, and talking about about this, you know, about what led up to that. Like, how did that happen? What was going on? You, you, you must've been really upset for that, for you to, for you to hurt that person. And, and then you can work it around to where you are um, making sure that they know that, you know, that I guess making sure that it won't happen again because they understand the feelings of the other person and they, and they, they know that they can come to you to talk about something like that. Right. So before push comes to shove, um, I'm going to go and find my mom because my mom is going to help. My mummy o <laughs> is going to help. And, um, I think that's, uh, I guess that's just a little taste of, of, uh, Dr. Laura is just an, I don't know, just absolutely amazing. Um, person with she's got a she's got a doctorate in clinical psychology and she has really used it to help parents understand their kids and um and, and I'm my hat is off to her she's she's amazing and she's she's even uh, helping me learn and um I think that's really cool so anyway so uh, just to kind of bring it back here um think of thinking of holding hands as a safety measure not as a punitive measure. Um, and, and making it so that like in the moment, making it so that you're, what you're saying to your child is, um, or what you, what you need your child to say to you is I will be safe. So bringing it back to the point where you can say, um, 
you need to stay here on this bench with me until you can tell me that you'll be safe until you can until I know that you're that you're not going to run away that instead you're going to stay within these boundaries and um that that is all building a sense of trust right so what what we're doing is we're making it so that we our kids can trust us to help them work out problems on the playground and we can trust our kids to stay within bounds on a playground and i really feel like that's uh, that's what that's the takeaway that i want you to get from from today and and i just hope it works for you um thank you so much for listening uh I am all excited because next week is Thanksgiving and that means that we are going to be um, visiting family and or visiting with family, I should say. And, uh, and I hope you get to, to get to have some, some good fun for Thanksgiving. We'll talk about this more in next week's episode. I've got a great conversation coming up for you. Um, but then I also, I want you to stay tuned because on the Wednesday, um, the day before Thanksgiving, I am posting a special Thanksgiving bonus episode, which is going to be a five ways to keep kids happy on Thanksgiving. Cause I know that that isn't always the favorite day of everybody. Cause it's, it's, it's a different routine. It's a lot of waiting, you know, as people get food on the table, it's sitting still, which nobody really, you know, kids don't really love that very often. And, um, I just have, I have five ways that I've come up with that are going to help you, um, you know, help you handle that, handle that better. So, so there's this great interview on Tuesday and then on Wednesday, um, you can look forward to that. I also, um, during that, I'm going to talk about, so for, um, for the week after Thanksgiving, I am, I've decided I'm going to offer, uh, something that I'm, I'm thinking of as the, I'm grateful, uh, special for, jumping into the ninja parenting community. So if you have been thinking about about trying the ninja parenting community out and you've been looking at it and you've been like, well, you know, that's it's a lot of money to try it for a month. Well, you can try it um for just I'm I'm offering a dollar uh for the first month. And then um a reduced rate like um for every month that you're in the ninja parenting community thereafter, you can cancel at any time. So there's always going to be, um, you know, there's not a risk here, but, um, the ninja parenting community has been super de duper helpful for so many parents. And I, I want you to get that help as well, especially at this crazy time of year. And, um, I, I really am grateful. This was this today's question actually was one of the things that I was super grateful for. I have knowledge and, um, and, you know, connections, like talking to Dr. Laura is one thing that I'm thinking of now, um, that can help you materially, like have a better time with your child. And if you, if you listen to the podcast and you like it, and that's great, um, you know, and you can, you can utilize that information and go with it. I love that. And I'm so glad I'm always going to offer this. I think it's so important for people to be able to get good, useful knowledge like that. But if you are, um, yearning to work more closely because you have a specific challenge that you you just need help with. I mean, we've been helping people um, in there as they have uh, come through like potty training issues and um, uh, a mom who um, whose child kept hitting her just was her little, little guy, like two years old, was repeatedly hitting her um, in close quarters when she couldn't she, she, you know, she didn't feel like she could do anything about it. Um, 
and we were able to help her. I, I created a, a five-step formula that was so helpful to her. Um, I've got courses in there for people. I made a, I made a big uh, potty training course, which is, it's got six modules and it's like soup to nuts. It's, it talks about gear and it talks about mindset and it talks about, um, it talks about very specific things that you can say when your child has pooped his pants or something like that. And you just are at your wits end and you don't know what to do. So I've just got so much in the Ninja Parenting community and you can try it starting, uh, you can try it for a buck if you, um, you know, if you, if you want to starting just on Thanksgiving, on Thanksgiving day. And for the whole week after that, I'm running this, um, I'm grateful special because I really am grateful. I'm grateful that I have knowledge that can be super helpful. And I'm so grateful when people take advantage of it. So, so, uh, stay tuned for that. There's going to be more on that coming up. Um, if you are already a member of the Ninja Parenting community, well, thank you so much for being one. Um, and come to that, uh, come to that Ninja Parenting uh, live members only call, which is going to be, as I said, I'll, I'll, I always send an email. I send a couple of emails about the Ninja Parenting community live members only calls, but um, make sure you're there because I'm going to, I'm going to dive into some other stuff that Dr. Laura uh, shared with us and I want you to be there for it. So um, it'll be in the evening, I believe. I can't remember now if it's Tuesday or Wednesday. I think it's Wednesday. Um, so you know, if you can be there live, you you get to ask questions. Like we, I've got a chat where members ask questions and stuff like that. So, um, you know, so jump on in. Uh, all right. I think that's going to be it. That'll do it for us today. I've got a special thanks to our producer, the man who uh, really has been, when, when the kids were small, he was really good at establishing trust um, and, and, and playing games with them. And then, you know, when, when, he needed to, he could fall back on those games. And, and there was this bond of trust so that if, if a kid was going to run into the street or a kid was going to do something that was really not safe, he could be like, Hey, wait a sec. (laughs) And they'd listen. So I'm so thankful for that. Um, I'm thankful for the relationship that, that I have with him. And I'm thankful for the relationship that he has with our children. He is the 21 time winner of the husband of the year award, Benjamin Culp. And uh, thank you so much again for listening. And we will see you next time. for listening to We Turned Out Okay. I want a date to Australia. Find us on the web at weturnedoutok.com where you'll find show notes and more. What do you call cheese that's not yours? Nacho cheese. And remember, we only go around once. To be the best parents we can be, let's relax and enjoy the ride. I want to pee in the woods. Theater, 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 theater,